welcome to the Build Business Acumen podcast, where we deliver practical knowledge and powerful guidance. Here is your futuristic host, Nathaniel Skula. Today, I'm joined by the king of subconscious skills for success. Want to be more successful? Supercharge your confidence, influence, presence using your natural sub skills. Jonathan Chase, I've uh, had the pleasure to, to meet and have a, have a good conversation with. And I'm really quite excited because we're, we're faced with a new year now. And so many people are like, yeah, New Year's resolutions and all this kind of stuff. But if they don't get their subconscious skills in place, right, that's going to just mess, mess it all up, isn't it, John? Well, if they're thinking that way, they're probably messed up anyway. You know, I mean, oh, come on. I've had 63 damn New Year's, you know, and, and each one's been different from the last, you know, but better. It's very subjective, isn't it? You know, you say, Happy New Year. You know, if we were Chinese, it wouldn't even be New Year. Yes. You know, <laughs> it's, um, and the ancient Romans, it was the 21st of December and then yeah you know I'm I don't know I'm I'm too much of a pragmatist to go into that you know <laughs> so for the people though that that want to achieve things right and they and they want to get somewhere being clear on what they actually want to achieve is really important isn't it and I and I I was talking to you a little bit earlier off off camera about you know what I want to achieve where I want to be, et cetera, et cetera. And it's quite, it's quite an interesting, interesting sort of topic, isn't it? Because I'm not completely clear about where I want to be. And, and, I, and I panic. I panic because, I, because I'm not completely 100% clear of what I want to achieve. And then that causes me a turmoil, which, like you were saying off camera, creates inactivity for all of the big things that should really help me to get where I should be going, right? The biggest problem that people have when they come to me for coaching, and, and we talked about this when, when we did Meet Up before, but, you know, one of the biggest problems is you, they don't know what they want, you know? And they, what you want is different from goals. Um, think, more, think more intention than goal setting. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm having an intention. I'm, I'm setting up an intention. It's my intention to. Um, I I had I had an intention to get my showbiz career as far as I could on live stage. Um, I had the opportunity to to do some television and that sort of thing, and I actually didn't like it because it's too. It's not real. You know, the, the audiences are all set up beforehand. They're told when to applaud, when not to applaud. You're told to speak, when not to speak. You know, anybody who thinks they're actually watching a live show, and live, unless it's actually live on television, it's, it's ridiculous, you know, what goes on. Right. It's about that good TV. So I wanted to get to the top of what, what, what I figured was the top of the tree as far as I was concerned in show business. Now, for me, I've done Blackpool, you know, which is a, which which in the United Kingdom, I mean, come on, it's a sad version of Las Vegas, but, you know, it's like well, I've done Blackpool. And uh, the next step was the West End, and I, I headlined at the, at the um, Starlight Club in Shaftesbury Avenue. You can't get any more West End. 
and for me it was Vegas and an opportunity came up to go and speak at a conference and I said will there be a show no well we could do a show so we arranged that and you know I, I did a stage in Vegas and that was all done by intention it wasn't uh, what it what you know exactly what I wanted it wasn't a smart goal it was an intention to get as far as I could and then opportunities came um I could subconsciously then allow my subconscious mind to say yeah that feels good no that doesn't feel bad and I followed I followed my my heart and you know you find that you find that the people who are really successful follow their heart slightly before their head you know <laughs> I, like, I like what Richard Branson says, you know, first question he asks is, will this be fun? Then he says, screw it, let's do it. Yeah. Right. But right. he asks, will it be fun first? Will it be enjoyable? Will it be, you know? Yeah. And one of the problems that you get in your head when you're thinking about business is, will it be achievable? Will it, you know, will it be achievable? Is it the right thing to do? I've got other people in my life. Should I take that opportunity? Should I not take an opportunity? And let's face it, life's a, a series of opportunities. You yeah. either don't take, you miss, or you take them. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, that's the, that's the biggest, biggest problem, isn't it? I mean, like on LinkedIn and social media, we just get approached by every Tom, Dick and Harry and they come and they're like, yeah, you've got to sell my product with me and we can make a business. And, and, you know, you sort of, you take all these opportunities on when you're a bit thin between the ears, inexperienced. And then one day you wake up and you say, oh dear, that was a mistake, you know. And, and I suppose it goes back to the kind of, you either learn or you win and you, you win both ways, don't you? Because you had fun and you came out of that with more skills than you had before you started. But I was sort of talking to you a bit about uh, where I'm at earlier. And, and you said I should go back to this amazing book that you were so kind to, to, to give me when I met you down, down at your house uh, last year. And I went through the exercise in there and it's, it's, it's absolutely fantastic. And I'm going to take the two or three hours to go through it again. I know I'm a little bit late as far as the new year people talking about productivity and all this stuff. But the fact is all of that's ridiculous if you don't know where you're heading, right? Because you need a destination, yeah? It's ridiculous if you don't know what you want. What do you want? You know, um, people come to me for success coaching and they say, I want to be more successful. And say, okay, what do you want? Uh, I want a Ferrari. Now that's a thing. What do you want? I want a house. And then they start putting a question mark at the end of it, you know, because they're looking for verification from me on what they want. Right. So then what we do, we get them to go through a simple subconscious exercise where we ask the subconscious mind what they want. Okay. The thing is, in the back of your head, you've got your subconscious mind. And it's a little bit like a child riding in the back seat because it keeps saying, are we there yet? But if you don't tell it where it's going, it doesn't bloody know. But it, and you can't say, yes, we're there. Right. Because it doesn't know. So it gets bored and it says, is that a rabbit? Is that a rabbit? Can I have a rabbit? Can, I, can we have some ice cream? I think, I think I'm going to be sick. I need a pee. <laughs> Are we there yet? Mine you know. does do. I do have that problem. I know. Everybody I know. does. I do. People, I know. people seem to think that I'm in total control of my subconscious mind. Are you kidding? <laughs> <laughs> Nobody is. Nobody's totally in control of their subconscious mind. That's a robot, you know? Yeah. 
I mean, I hear a lot now. You're not allowed to say thick, by the way. You're not allowed to say stupid anymore. You know, no, nobody is nobody is just dim anymore. You know, now they have mental health problems. Oh, don't start me you off. You know, that, and we're not, we're um, not going down that. Path. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I was, I was thick at school, and I'm, I'm thick now. People say, "Oh no, no, you're very clever." Well, that depends on whose rules you're using yeah. to, to verify yeah. that. You know, but, um, but really seriously, if the the subconscious and the conscious very often work together and when they work together that's magic because when you're they're both going in the same direction you haven't got any conflict as right. soon as you get one going off in the one direction and one going off in the other it's a little bit like i i remember my son james refusing to go down a particular aisle in tesco's right. he did not want to go down there because there was green vegetables. Mm-hmm. He did mm-hmm. not want to go down there. He didn't want his mom to buy vegetables. He couldn't understand. He was, he was about four. So she did what every careful, loving parent does, you know, got down on one knee and explained to him why he needed. No, she did what every parent does. She grabbed him by the hand and dragged him screaming down that aisle. And, and the problem is that if you're not, if, if you don't know where your subconscious mind wants to go and you haven't persuaded the subconscious mind that where the best place is because you're not clear on what that is anyway, yeah, then you get a conflict. Now, that conflict's called stress, and that stress invades every single thing you do. Yeah. Everything. The way you talk to people, that phone call you've got to make. If you're stressed when you're doing that, it's yeah. in there. And because human beings have a telepathy, the, 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 the you know, uh, people call it rapport and modeling and all sorts of things. But if I was in a really, really crap mood now, you would know. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you would know. Well, you I, would sense I, it. I agree. I, I agree. I actually, I actually, if I feel like that, I don't speak to anyone anymore. I don't no. speak to anyone I don't talk to anyone. You called me up once. I remember I was in a bad mood and I, and, and you kind of helped me to get out of that mood I was in, you know? Um, but yeah, it's, yeah, but I remember that phone call. If you remember, I put the phone on and, and we talked for about three and a half seconds and I said, what's up? Yeah. Yeah. Straight away. Because you know yeah. me well enough to know that I'm not. No, no I, can, like I, I, I can. You can do that. Look, have you ever walked into a pub, looked around and walked out again? Yeah. And thought, I don't like the atmosphere in that place. That is not a good place to be. It's going to kick off in there. Yeah? Yeah. Have you walked into your best friend's house or, or, or a complete stranger's house, for that matter, going to a party or something like that, and you know they've just had the row? Oh, yeah. Yeah? It's in the, They're all smiles and everything, but it's, it's a telepathy that human beings have. You, you want to look up the work of a guy called um, Paul Ekman. Dr. Paul Ekman and um, micro expressions and and stuff like that, because we give away little tiny little clues all the time, even in the tone of our voice, everything. My dad actually lent me this book the other day, a field guide to human behavior. 
Yeah, and yeah. It's, 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 it's a little dated, that. The, yeah, one it is. Problems, one, one of the problems is, is yeah. that that's the conscious mind trying to make sense of the subconscious. Right, okay. Yeah? Now, what we teach people is how to use their subconscious and allow it to do what it's good at right. without actually doing anything. Can I, ask you, can I ask you something about that? Yeah. You, know, you know, a lot of people, they say use 5% of your brain and this and that. Can you shed some light around that? Because I, I still don't know what the real facts are, science-wise. Right. Where is this podcast actually going to be pasted? Is on it going on my business acumen uh, site? iTunes. Will it go on iTunes? Yeah, Yeah, iTunes, Spotify. Yeah, right. Well, I'm, I'm just choosing my language here. Oh, no, it's all right. You could say F off if you really want, but I don't encourage it. Right. Okay. Okay. Ask me, ask me that question again, then. Ask, ask me that question again. So what was the question? Oh, come on. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, so, so. <laughs> I've forgotten. That's the way it was. No, 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 I'm kidding. I'm kidding. So the subconscious <laughs> mind not. and the conscious mind, right? Uh, a lot of, a lot of, I've heard, I don't know, 20, 30 years ago when I was in school, I heard people say that you only use 5% of your brain consciously, right? So that's not really true, is it? When you, when it's not you, actually what, what you asked. You, you, you said that we only use 5% of our yeah. brain. Yeah. Bollocks. Complete, not a total tush. Yeah. Rubbish. My show has an R rating. Rubbish. Absolutely, totally rubbish. Okay. That's like saying you only use 5% of your liver. All right. So The brain's an organ. Mm-hmm. If it's working and alive, it's working and alive. If it's at rest, like most of your organs are, you, you, you know, at certain points during the circadian rhythms dur- during, during the time, it's not doing much, but it's still all turned on. Right. Yeah? Yeah. Right. Now... As far as we can tell, the subconscious mind is based around the limbic system, which is like the little brain inside a brain. It's a brain that chimpanzees and, and bonobos and, uh, you know, gorillas and all the great apes have, and yeah. you know. And around that is the cerebral cortex. Now, if you take that, and it's not exact. This is not exact science. I mean, if you read a paper on neurology, it's so full of terms like, therefore, we evaluate that. And then you find that that they're actually talking about mice, not human beings, you know. But... um, (laughs) I stopped drinking. But the problem is, I've got... The problem is, I had this bottle of rum arrive earlier, All right. and and I and and it's becoming a lot more attractive after talking with you, John. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you should just give up and commit suicide. I mean, I don't. No, no, no. But so, so if, what's the deal with the- right? Right, that that's wrong. It's just wrong. Yeah, there are times where you are using your brain more actively in times when it's when it's quite passive and at rest but that's in exactly the same way as your your bicep you know if i do that my biceps you know intense if i do that my biceps relaxed yeah but you your brain's like that constantly and consistently all the time and all the bits are are working and, and like that 
And when we're talking about subconscious and conscious, we're talking in metaphor because what 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 a thought actually looks like is really messy, not much blood, a little bit slimy and grey. Yeah, because that's what a brain looks like. Right. You know, and if you look at a brain without all the without all the all the cat scans and everything else, you won't actually see anything happening. Right. Okay. You know, not unless you get right down to electromagnetic levels, you know, you, you don't see anything happening. Yeah. So we're talking, we're speaking in metaphors. We're talking in metaphors. You know, the thing is with the subconscious, it's a process that we know is occurring and we know it's happening. And we know that when that process takes over and enters a state that we can call, say, hypnosis or something like that, or trance or whatever you want to call it, you know, because none of them are really accurate. But we know that when the subconscious mind takes over, you do stuff that five minutes later your conscious mind thinks, why did I do that? Yeah. Oh, my God, did I say that? Yeah. Did I think that? Did I feel that? And you go, well, yeah, I do feel that, but I'm not going to let them know. <laughs> you know, why not? Because my country, you know, there's this, there's this, old, this old complete myth um, in, in psychotherapy that uh, the conscious is there to protect the subconscious mind from the world. You've only got to go to any British town on a Saturday night at about half past 11 and see all these subconscious minds that have been freed of the, co- uh, the conscious by alcohol, because that's what happens. Being bright nine-year-old children, yeah? Right. But also fired up by alcohol, but being in an adult body that can hit hard. And you see what happens when the conscious mind isn't protecting the world from the subconscious. Ah, right. Okay. Yeah? Because that's the job of the conscious. The job, job of the conscious is to make you socially acceptable. And it grows. It starts growing at about the age of nine, nine and a half, when you start, it starts maturing, not growing, but maturing at the age of nine, nine and a half, when you start to really want to fit in with society and you're starting to fit in with society. So, um, and then it subdues your subconscious. Up until then, you know, a a kid can imagine anything and experience that reality. You know, I mean, you know, when when, when a child, when an infant is talking to their imaginary friend, they're not. They're talking to a real person. It's really there. Right, you know, one hundred percent reality as far as they're concerned. We won't get into the metaphysics, because <laughs> because that just starts getting a bit messy. But um, but at a pragmatic level, they are really there. Yeah, yeah. Now the problem where you find yourself right now is you're in a transitory period as far as as far as you know where to live, what to do, you know finances and everything else is concerned, but you don't know what your subconscious mind wants. And to find out what your subconscious mind wants is a simple little thing. Go back to when you were nine and a half. What did you want then? What did you want then? Fun, John. Generally wanted besides to, fun, besides fun, what did you want? Naughty, John. Hmm? 
I just wanted to do things that other people didn't want me to do. And I still, I still do that. I, I'm, I'm a bit of a maverick, really. And uh, that's, that's it. That's me, you know. Right, so you say then, right, okay. Uh, if I was having a perfect day, yeah, with no stress, Mm-hmm. No conflict between my conscious and my subconscious because that's what stress is. You, you, you know. Um, yeah, you sort of feel it. To, don't to you? actually get it down to mechanics, yes. if there's mm-hmm. if there's a conflict between one part of the organ being in line with each other, you get stress. Mm-hmm. But when I was nursing in the 1970s, because I'm very very old, we didn't have things like we we, we had a bit sad or a bit depressed, you know, now we've got anxiety and we've got 57 million states of anxiety. (laughs) Oh, good Lord, you know. Um, Psychotherapy has got a lot to to blame for that, you know. Created more of it, hasn't it? Because the more you look for it, the more you don't just drop everything to do something you enjoy doing, right? Syndromes syndromes everywhere everybody's oh, got a, everybody's got a syndrome you know and i mean yeah um i don't know about you but when i was at school do you know what they actually had i was in the c stream right. and there were three streams below me yeah and there's two above me right a b and c were sort of like cleverish people okay you know mm-hmm. a were probably going to go on and get do our levels and yeah. so with the B stream. Um, the C stream were tended to be clever enough to like be in the chess club, mm-hmm. but they also tended to be the best footballers and the best, <laughs> you know, right. um, that's why they kept them in the C stream. And D and F in those days were taught gardening and metalwork. Right. And woodwork, because they were going to go out and they were going to be, you know. And it was okay to be a bit thick. It was okay that this brain here wasn't wired to do tasks that another brain was wired to do. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But now, of course, we've got this we've got this strange phenomenon where everybody is supposed to be wired exactly the same and as clever as everybody else, and that just isn't true. But John, the major problem is everyone thinks they can start the next eBay or the next PayPal. And then, and then so everyone's aspirations of building a massive company and then selling it for billions and becoming a billionaire are so clearly attainable by everyone. And that has actually created a complete depression with people who, who create, firstly, unrealistic goals for themselves. Secondly, um, try to achieve those unrealistic goals and fail. And that's, that's the biggest issue I oh, see. But there's them. no such thing as failure. Well, I know. That's the whole point. Have you ever talked to anybody who's got no home and sleeping rough on the street? Yeah, yeah. Yes, there are such things as failure, trust me. Yeah. Oh, I know. I speak, I, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm actively involved with, uh, with, with some people in that space. We're, we're doing a lot within the local uh, city to help, um, to help people who are in that, in that place. And it's, it's very unpleasant. So in terms of goal setting, yeah? So right now I'm going through divorce. My daughter lives with her mum. I, I live about 40 minutes away. But 
The other part of me is like, okay, well, that's all going on. Sure. I moved closer to be closer to my daughter and my dad and my mum. But then there's the selfish part of me, maybe not selfish, maybe self-preservation is, is, is the two words I'm looking for, is thinking, well, actually, I'd probably like to go and live somewhere else. And, and I was saying to you earlier, I think I want to go back and live in Spain because I just came back from there. I, I really, I, you said it was too focused. It was too, it was too specific location wise because the, it would mess up the kind of intention. That's what you it, were. It, Yeah, it doesn't need to be that intent. You know, you say, well, look, look, I'm, I'm fed up of looking out of my window and seeing grey clouds and, and, and wet fields and dripping trees. Actually, I've got a lovely view out of it. I don't, I don't mind that, you know. Right. Um, but, you know, I'd like to open my window. I'd like to open my window on the vast majority of my time I'd like to open it onto a vista where I can, you know, I don't know, see a sea, see a lake, see a hill, see, you know, see yeah. some, see this, see the, the And um, okay. it's okay being specific in that detail. But if you say Spain and an offer comes for you to go and live in Greece or Turkey or somewhere like that where you would have exactly the same thing, yeah, your, your mind goes... It's not what I want. Yeah, yeah. Yeah? What about in terms of like professional things? So owning shares in a business, starting a business, getting a new job, you know, these kind of things. What, the how-tos? Yeah, the how-tos. Yeah. I want to be rich. How do you get that? Yeah? Well, you get somebody to give you some money. (laughs) Yeah, right. Right, okay. So there's got to be an exchange. So what do I give them? Well, I'll give them something they need or want. Right, right, right. What, 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 what is that? You know, and and should I do shares and stuff? Yeah, why not? There's, do you know? People very often say to me, John, why aren't you a millionaire? I don't want to. I don't need to be. Yeah, you said this to me. I don't need to be a millionaire. I've, no. I've, I've got everything I want. You know, I mean, you've, yeah. you've been in. You've been in a. It's yeah, a nice place. Two-story, huge, great big house. You know, we've got a sea view out the back there. Probably move in a year or two because we're beginning to rattle about. You know, as you get older, you sort of think, well, maybe a smaller place. Yeah. But, um, you but know, definition, I'm near the English Riviera. I'm, I'm, I'm happy. You know, I mean, yeah. if you, if you, if you look at my my council house background, you know, where we've got three bedrooms and four four boys. You know, um, and. Yeah. I, I slept in the same bed of my brother till I was 11, wow. <laughs> you know, because like my mum and dad hadn't thought about bunk beds, but then we begged them to get bunk beds and we got bunk beds because right. he was five years older than me. You know, I mean, going to bed with an 11 year old when you're 15, <laughs> it's been really embarrassing. Yeah, fair enough. So he used to say, don't tell anybody, you know. <laughs> Yeah, but that's but that's 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 down to the individual, isn't it? It's what their definition of of success is. I mean, you know, I've got a friend friend who who who's got three airplanes and a massive yacht, you know, and and his definition of success is just owning your own house and not having to worry. So, but that's an individual kind of goal, isn't it? It's an individual goal. It's like you want to own a house. Yeah, yeah, but what I've got to interrupt because what you were asking me was what about the bits to get what I want? Mm. What do you want? Well, I don't know. That's that's the thing. 
that's, you can't that's, have it then, can you? Well, that's the thing. But because how when you I, get I, it, I'm quite you happy. might even you might even have it. You might even have it. Look, look, sit down with a piece of paper, yeah. draw a line down the centre. You've heard this before. Draw a line down the centre. Yeah. Yeah. And then hit your head on the desk five times. All right. Right. Yeah. What will that achieve? A headache. Now, <laughs> it's, the, the, the thing is, the thing is, what you've got to do, you've got to find out what you want. What do you really, really want? Mm-hmm. Okay. You've got a daughter. Yeah. What do you want for your daughter? Well, I want—I don't want her to have to worry about about her future. Want her to go to good schools. Want her to um, be happy. Really, it's about ah, helping. You know, I have never asked a parent that question or anybody anything to do with children that question and not got exactly the same answer. I want them to be happy. So the answer to the question, what do I want, is what will make me happy. Exactly. Yeah? So what will make you happy? Well, I don't know. That's why, that's why I'm going to sit down with a piece of paper. I won't be drinking that rum, though. That's not going to make me happy. <laughs> not the next morning, no. anyway. But I th- no, no, but it might the squiggles on the piece of paper. But there are a number of things that, that, that people need to think about in terms of them being happy right for me um you know there are some 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 non-negotiables it's like a nice nice clean place to live um space to do tai chi um what else is there um uh, close to to a to a town um friendly people be part of a community let me see what else um I think that's those are the fundamentals of of it really um person that's my personal and fulfillment at work like enjoying what you're doing at work that is a that is part of it i mean you said that's a way of getting to where you want to get to but that's actually if you love what you do like you clearly love what you do because you always smile about it when we're talking about it you know and 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 that's that's certainly you know, very, very relevant to, to, to it as well, really. And great friends, you know, time with family, but not too much time not to be taken for granted, I suppose is another, is another good thing in life to, uh, to, to make you happy. What else am I leaving anything out? Oh, and travel, travel is a big thing for me. You know, I was so happy when I got, when I went out to Las Vegas, IBM took me to Las Vegas, like in 2017, just buzzing and I went to Wimbledon with them and like stuff like that and I just love going places and doing things like I think I'm just hyperactive maybe that's maybe that's it you know when you're finished get this video and write all those down on a piece of paper yeah and tick off the ones you've got yeah and then you'll find the ones you haven't got yeah and then your subconscious mind will start then looking around for things that you can do yeah, that will move you towards what you haven't got, yeah? Now, if you start doing that consciously, the problem with starting doing that consciously is your conscious mind has to judge everything. Yes. Yeah, it can't jump with two feet. Yeah. Now, I, I, I haven't got your mind style. I know you've done your mind styling with this. I haven't got it to hand. So I, I think I'm a debater. 
I, I can't. I can't. You know, I am. I'm a debater, and it made yeah, me but... laugh because you're so spot on. I will. I will argue exactly the opposite. I will. I will go. Someone will say to me, "Oh, I believe that this is red," and I'll be like, "No, it's not. It's green." And and I will do that until I've kicked that idea around so many times that I actually know why it's green or why it's red or why it isn't. You see, and that's that's me. Hmm. Hang on, just just let me go. Nathan. Yeah, because you should be. Hang on a ah. So you're breaking this down into personality types, right? Aren't you? I mean, that you've got your. It's a, it's our mind style types, you know. I mean, personality. Your personality is a whole group of things. Right, it's a different yeah. thing. So mind but, style. But basically, is... basically, what? you're a creator. You're a creator with a strong performer. So you you'll dream about something. You'll you'll um. You you you'll get that in your head. You do tend to to take action on that, but yeah. that's exactly the right action every time that you do tend to take action. Yeah, I mean, I think the main problem, the the main problem, John, is actually distractions with a lot of people and not being completely organised. And and that's why I I tell you what I did. Right, you might laugh at me, but I went back to the old school and I actually bought Filofax. It was 20% off, which made me smile. I actually bought a file of facts, right? And I went to a new school and brought an iPad. Well, that's, that's fine. But I. What are you doing with a file of facts? I really enjoy writing. My handwriting was becoming appalling. So I've got my nice fountain pen and I'm really enjoying that, yeah? Because the system that I've got in here aligns really well with my digital organizing yeah because it's about having for me it's like high level plan which is the file of facts and day-to-day -day meetings because if someone steals your your your, your details and, and and destroys your gmail and your calendar and everything else you're in big trouble so i write down every meeting religiously in here um and that works for me right but that that is a big problem being distracted and i think is it about just, I mean, that, how on earth do you avoid being distracted? I think, I think it depends. It, I don't avoid being distracted. I am the most, I couldn't organise a piss up in a brewery. <laughs> I'm, I'm the most disorganised person in the world. Yeah, right. I mean, I turn up. I turn up usually on the day that we, you know, round about the daytime that we we right. set an appointment for. I mean, you, you rang me and I said, "Oh yeah, I had an appointment with Nick." I didn't. Yeah, I, you got all about it. So <laughs> That's was, so funny. I was yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm speaking at the uh, at, <laughs> at an expo in London in six weeks' time, and I'm doing a script for it and everything. So I got into that and I was tucked into that, you know, yeah. and. Um, the appointment that we got was is actually never a distraction to that. Do you understand me? If I, if I look at it, if I look at it from one from one viewpoint, and distractions and everything are very viewpointical. Now I know that people say to, people have said to me time and time again, you know, oh, you can't do well in business 
unless you're very, very focused, unless, you know, um, you've set all your goals down and you've done this and you've done that and you've done that. Right. Okay, right. And for certain people, people who are strong evaluators, say, and strong predictors, I would agree with that 100%. But for somebody who's creative like you, I say, that's a load of tosh. Get, get a virtual assistant, man, not a file of facts. Yeah? Because every time you pick that file of facts up and you think, right, okay, I'll jot this down and I'll jot that down, and then and it's, it's destroying your soul. I enjoy it, John. I'm enjoying that, but it's not about You're enjoying it that. now. You're enjoying it now, but will you be enjoying it in twelve months' time? Oh well, I'll check. I'll ch- I can change. I don't mind changing. I have a complete open brain to changing. I'm totally. But the but the but the um the, the techniques I've been using are really useful. I've been uh, what I've been doing is I've been turning off all distraction. So if I've got something I need to work on, like a project based thing, it'll be fifty two minute working session. 52 minutes of a sprint to achieve something within 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 my working day and then a 17 minute break and 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 then I will go on to the next task and that's my challenge is is actually just not allowing distractions to get into those to to do more of that because that's working yeah and less of the random kind of, oh, I'm doing this, and oh, there's a notification, and oh, I'm on social media, and do you know what I mean? And, and I, I admit there is a point, there is a place to being distracted, but that's for, for a virtual assistant, personally, is what I've, I think. The virtual assistant is the person that should be distracted. I'm the one that should actually be focused and getting on with the task. That's my personal uh, opinion uh, for my, my, where I'm at right now, work-wise. And is that working for you? It is when I do it. So I need to do more of it. I've never heard that before. (laughs) (laughs) Nobody has ever said that to me before. What what do you mean? Is that working for you? Yes, when I do it. You lie. Okay. Right. Now... That's a prevarication. It's a prevarication from thinking. Um, you're, you're provoking me to think. And, and look, now I'm provoking you to look at Nick. At Nat. <laughs> Nick? You always Nat. call me Nick. You make Nat. me laugh. I remember the first time you called me yeah. Nick. You touched me on the arm and you called me Nick and, you, and we had a right laugh. And ever since then, every time you call me Nick, I just laugh. and I can't help it. It cracks yeah, me up. Yeah, that's because I've anchored that. I know you have, John. But book, still, and I listened to you. I listened to your DVD. I watched your DVDs. Hypnosis installed. It was very interesting. Yeah, that's that's yes, yes. Paul McKenna said that it was a brilliantly put together package. I know. He was only looking at the box. He, he, he'd not seen the DVD. He was just looking at the box. But that's a great quote. Going back to your roots is what impresses me the most. Any man that can stand up on a stage, right, in front of minors, yeah, who are, in essence, waiting... Carl, to... Hang on, hang on. We're talking coal miners because most American hypnotists start off with schools. You so know, back in the day... They're doing it in front of minors all so the So let time. me set the scene, yeah? Back in the day, this is when Margaret Thatcher was in power, right? Is that correct? And 
the coal mines were just about to be closed or they were being closed at the time or is that was was that they, they, they were they were getting it it was yeah the the industry had collapsed yeah right so so what was happening was these coal miners were going to play bingo and you, for some unknown reason, oh, no. decided... No, 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 no. No? No, 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 no. Do you want to tell, no, the, tell, no, us, tell no. the story, though? The wives played bingo. The miners sat there drunk and were very, very quiet while there was two houses of bingo because, like, you know, they didn't dare right. say a word. Right. And you managed to stand up on stage and get these guys to queue up to be hypnotised on stage, right? Pretty much. Yeah, that's very impressive. You need to tell more people about that. Well, you had to get you had to get round the the folded arms and the the attitude was gone. I've been in hell in the ground for seven and a half hours a day for five days a week. Entertain me, you bugger. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was that was it. It was um, a a good way of learning to. Uh, I'm, I'll say I'll say. Can I say the M word? Yeah, if you want. Okay. Manipulate um, the audience, you know? Yeah. So, no, it's all right. Like, people, people, I don't have, like, people don't get manipulated on my podcast, like, or my show. Like, they just listen to the content. If they don't like it, they don't like it. I had a lady from Cisco yesterday who I, I messaged her and said, how are you doing, blah, blah, blah. She said, oh, I haven't listened to your podcast yet this year because I've just come back to work. And I couldn't believe it. She said, my podcast is one of the three podcasts she listens to in the world, right? The other two are music-based podcasts. And mine is the only one on business and um, technology and this kind of stuff. And I was like, what? And she's just been promoted. She works in the um, chief operations officer's uh, office uh, in, in, on projects, senior, senior communications uh, executive. I was just like, wow, it's really great when people actually reach out and say something you said to them or something you, you gave them really helped them, you know. And what you said to me about my ideal clients when I, when I came down to see you and you, you, you sort of, you said, no, don't think about this. Tell me now, who are they? Who are they? And, and you made me really just use the subconscious to tell you who my ideal clients were and they were all around me. That was what was so amazing. They, like they already existed. I don't. I don't need to go any further because my network's big enough that they're already there. But I was looking for them, and they were already there. It was just bizarre. <laughs> no, 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 not really. Not really. Look, the way the reticular activation system works, and and, and oh, there's so much. There's so much misunderstanding about this thing. But um, inside your brain, you've got a system called the reticular activation system. Its job is actually to get you to sleep at night. Ah. And what it, what it does is it actually turns off brain responses. Yeah. So, um, so that you don't respond to the, to the cat meowing outside your window. You don't respond to the, to the, um, to the car lights going past your house. Mm -hmm. You know, this is how people learn to sleep. Right. In, I mean, I had a, I had a flat once after I got divorced for the second time. Um, I had a flat right on the main A5, um, 
Road in, in Cannock in Staffordshire. Wow. It was 24-7, 365, nose-to-tail traffic, you know. And did I sleep? Yes, I slept thanks to my reticular activation system, which checks to see if it's got a pattern for that. That's okay, we'll forget it. Yeah. Right. Now, the problem is with people, with places and everything else, is that when you say, what do I want, and you write a big list down, like you've just said, and you start ticking off, what have I got? Very often, I find that people have got most of what they've ticked. They've ticked them off and they've gone, hey, just a minute, right. I forgot about that. Right. I don't need any. But your reticular, your reticular activation system to move you forward and to keep you going, and, and people do this in business a lot, they think they've got to do something new. Right. They think that growth is about doing something new, you know, and I love that growth thing in business, you know, especially right. when you see an image of a tree. Yeah? Mm -hmm. Now... You can plant an oak tree in the middle of a field. Yeah. And it will grow to a certain height. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it will have a spread of certain branches. Yeah. yeah? Now, people say, oh, yeah, but it grows and it grows and it grows. Hang on a minute. Hang on a minute. The largest oak tree ever recorded, I don't know, was something like 27, 28 meters high or something it wasn't even close to that it's something like four meters high five meters high because right. old trees no matter where you put them don't grow any pretty much any higher than that mm -hmm. and they spread out and branches drop off and grow old and they grow new ones and stuff like that but that that tree is not growing any bigger than the area it's in yeah you know it doesn't need to. It just needs to continue. And I always say to people when they say to me, Jonathan, I've lost motivation. It's not about motivating yourself. It, think what the word means, motion. Yeah? Mm -hmm. And, and it, it's, a, it's about moving. But you can move and stay in a fairly small circle. Yeah. 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 You know? I mean, I'm in a wheelchair, for God's sake, and I exercise. Yeah? Yeah. But believe me, I don't run very far. <laughs> I don't need to move very far to do some exercises. I, I tend to stay where I am. Yeah. Yeah. And then jiggle about a bit. You know, you don't want to see it. Believe no. me, you do not want it. It's not a sight you really <laughs> want to see twice. But, <laughs> but, 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 the, the thing is, one of the exercises that we do with people in subconscious skills, in little skills that we've got to recognize what we've got and, and the value of that is to actually write down what we want. And once we start to write down what we want, we think, well, actually, do I need 20 friends or do I need the three I've got that I know would... I'll tell you what. Would your friends come and visit you in hospital? Some, yeah. Yeah? Would they turn up at your funeral? Yeah. Would they offer assistance to your family if you were sick or ill or whatever? You, you know, and when Probably you start, when, yeah, yeah, when you start to think about that, you start to think, well, actually, I've got three or four friends mm -hmm. that would do that, that I can rely on, I can trust, and, and I know right. that would back me up. And, I saw that, and then you sort of think, well, do I need any more? 
Yeah, but John, what about what about Anthony Robbins and all these success trainers? And they talk about like upping your expectations and this kind of stuff. Oh, you mean the people who do the same thing over and over and over again and keep doing it like for the last thirty-five years? Robbins has been saying, "Yeah, take dramatic action." Yeah, up your expectations. Yeah, and he does the yeah. firewalk every year, and he goes yeah. out from the audience and claps those huge, great big plates of hands. Yeah got and smiles his horse and takes smiles. takes a lot of money he off the audience yeah yeah because he's comfortable doing what he's doing he's in his comfort zone and he's he's quite comfortable in yeah but what what i'm saying what i'm saying so what about when he says to people you know change your expectations like you know if if you think you're happy you know you're unhappy now so what ex you know how are you going to become really happy well you're going to up your expectations is what he says doesn't it in those kind of people yeah, because basically he's talking to people who are saying, I'm unhappy. Yeah? Yeah. But, okay, well, you've got to change something. Now, we've all got different ways of doing that. We've all got different models of doing that. I mean, right. you, know, you know, I will tell you, you should be in your comfort zone. You should never leave it because if you're, un- if you're uncomfortable, you're doing something wrong. Yeah, but not if in line with the way you're... But if that comfort zone is being uncomfortable, that is your That's bollocks. That's no. complete not a bollocks. That's okay. the conscious mind coming up with an excuse for being in a society you can't work in. Yeah? And you can't be. That's, and it's happened time and time and time again where people have said, Right, okay, I'm unhappy in this situation, but I'll come up with an excuse, with a cognitive excuse. That's the reticular activation system, yeah? I will get used to this so much that it doesn't hurt anymore, yeah? I mean, lots of people with lots of people with neuromuscular conditions will tell you that you can get used to pain to the point where the pain's still there, but it, you, you don't let it bother you anymore, yeah? Because, right. Simply because you've got used to it. Yeah, mm-hmm. and and that's 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 an excuse. But the the conscious mind is always trying to excuse the fact that the subconscious mind's unhappy. Mm. But I tell you what, I tell you what, if subconscious mind's unhappy, then even those conscious decisions are wrong. So then, so then, so then, making making the the subconscious mind happy, right, is about listening to it and asking it what it wants. Is that right? And then helping it. How old is your daughter? Pun? How old is your daughter? Seven. Seven. So before Christmas, did Daddy say to his daughter, what do you want Santa to bring you? No. No? Because you were observing her. No, so I wasn't you... there. I, 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 don't see, I don't see her that often, unfortunately. You don't see her at all? Okay. No, I, I do see her, but not, not as often as I would like. Right. Okay, but you didn't you, you didn't like buy her a complete works of Shakespeare, mm. did you? No, I got her a few. Right. I got her a few things. I I, I bet you I got her a few things that you know little girls like, and 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 that you hope your little girl would like. Yeah, right. So because you don't want to make your your little girl unhappy by telling her she can't have this, she can't have that, she can't have this. Right, your subconscious mind is a bright nine-year-old child. At about the age of nine, your cognitive um, maturing 
socially social brain mm-hmm. starts to mature and you start to have to problem solve and you start to have to really come into society and become part of society to right. improve to 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 survive to live to survive right. um sadly some people don't have that and and they are um, mentally compromised mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. but the vast, vast, vast majority of people, that's what happens. Around about the age of nine, ten, somewhere around there, prepubescent. Yeah? So if we treat the subconscious mind as a bright nine-year-old child, then we say, well, what does it want? Well, I want to play more. Well, what do you want to play at? Um, I, I, like, I like going on, on computers and I like making things move around and building things in, in yeah. a virtual world. And I like building theatres and and, and putting things in the theatres and making things work. I know you're smiling because you know that's what I do. I go yes. on second life <laughs> and I build theatres. <laughs> you know me I'll, too I'll, well. I'm actually, currently, it's, it's, it's my hobby. It's my yeah. hobby, what I call a hobby project. You know, I yeah. mean, if you can make a hobby project pay, you're doing it wrong because then it, you're turning it into work. Yeah? Right. But, but, but. If you say to your subconscious mind, what do you want? And you find that out by doing an exercise like we've just done where I I just let you ramble, just let you go off, you know. Um, I mean, a good way of doing it is actually have a couple of drinks in that room, you know, and and (laughs) relax. No, we'll leave that for a couple of months, John. But you you know what I mean? But you know what I mean? If you can find a a space where you're nice and relaxed and you haven't got – you know, people will say to me, right, I'm doing my special day, um, right, but I'm, I'm doing it at work in lunchtime. So you go, no, I've got to No, 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 you get, need to get relax. In the car, go in the middle of Dartmoor, go, yeah. go to a, a cafe you've never been to before where, you, you know, it's really nice and it's yeah. comfortable, you can chill and, and, and let your subconscious mind ramble, let it ramble, let it create, let it say, well, um, I'd like this and I'd like that, you know. Um, I know there's a school of thought that says that all your, all, you, you should start with big goals, massive goals, impossible-looking right. goals. What I would say is, is do, for you especially, is do the creative stuff, you know, and make it look pretty and, you know. And, yeah, well, I'm really, and, I'm really love what I do. And describe really it. I do. Yeah, I know you do. And, and describe it that way. But... But if you love what you do and you're in the right place and your subconscious mind is still screaming, are we there yet? Mm -hmm. You need to ask it where it wants to go. Ah. Now we get to a compromise situation. Right. Right. Okay. Well, what do you want? Well, I'd like that. I'd like that. I'd like that. I'd like an ice cream and a rabbit and a a, a cat. Can I have a cat? Well, now what would you do with a child? Yeah. You'd say, uh, we're nearly well, there. Can't have a rabbit and a cat. Which one do you? Oh, I want the cat. I want the cat. Okay, let's go out and get the cat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Can you see what I'm doing? Yeah. Can you see what I'm saying? Now, people are told from about the age of nine onwards, you know, and I'm, I'm using that as a, a, as a rough figure. It's quite exact. Though. You, you, that's that's when other adult mature minds, other intellects instead of imagination, start telling you to stop talking to yourself. Yeah, I actually took your advice and I sat down before Christmas and I spoke to my subconscious mind and I asked some questions and I did get an answer. 
and and you know and 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 it's it's there's no doubt about it that it works yeah there's no yeah, doubt not, about it in my you're mind you're not you're not mental or anything because that's no. going on all the time well that's but, that's, but that's your conscious intellect says i've got to ignore that distraction but think about this if you your conscious and your subconscious processes yeah. are both focused on something yeah. yeah and that's as we know from our mind store that's not about what you're doing it's about how you're doing what you're doing yeah okay so if you're doing it in the way that fits you're doing your work in a very creative way fun yeah fun rather yeah. than a, a totally logical way yeah and it's fun yeah. and you find the the only distraction you've got is eating and sleeping yeah, yeah. because once your subconscious and your conscious mind are in alignment the yeah. rest of the world doesn't exist that's how it feels that wonderful state you enter that wonderful yeah. hypnagogic hypnopompic state that you get just before and just as you're going out to sleep and just before sleep and you get that state where time doesn't exist anymore it's sort of like when i used to hypnotize and i've done this tens of thousands of times um people used to say um that stage hypnotists would would do weird and wonderful things with you, your imagination on stage and then tell you to forget what's just happened and that doesn't happen nobody does that but there is a thing called time distortion and when you bring somebody out of that subconscious state because the subconscious mind's been in control and because the the, the conscious mind's just been going along with it and working with it they have no idea how long they've been hypnotized right but I lost count of the number of times that I would say to somebody, after being on stage with me for two hours on stage and half an hour break, and they'd been there for two and a half hours, you'd say, how long have you been on stage? And they'd look at you and say, I'll just come up. Yeah, because yeah. Because there's no conscious awareness of time passing. Yeah. yeah, that feels, that actually does, my, my work feels like that. It, it really feels like that. Okay. So it's not to do with your work then. So wh what do you want? Well, it's, no, not, no. it's not to do with your work and you're doing your work there, okay? Right, so have a look at that list of those things that you just spilled off when you really yeah. got going. And when I said to you, I yeah. kept saying, what do you want? What do you want? What yeah. do you want? You know, and... I want to pop no wheelies on a massive thing. motorcycle, John. I want to want to pop big wheelies, right? And the why not is? I think we'll end. We'll end on that one. And the, and the you can't is. The you can't is. It's a bit dangerous, and I've got a daughter, and yeah, that's generally the you can't. But I think I'm just gonna have to do it anyway. Hey, walking out the door is dangerous, man. That's exactly my attitude. But John, <laughs> it's it's been it's been an absolute joy. So so what do people do then do they which which book do they buy of yours to to or what course oh. do they take where if you've got any resources you can we're like doing a new one it's okay it's just coming out it's just coming this is mock-up by the way okay. um that's why it's got a blue spine but um we're, we're doing a new one it's called subconscious skills success and it's all about sub skills Sub-skills are the minor skills it takes to come up with a bigger skill. 
So say in literacy, the subskills of literacy are things like reading, writing, grammar. Um, in mathematics, the subskills of, of maths are right. you know adding, subtracting, multiplying. Yeah. Okay. And the 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 subskills of success are the little things you do to get what you want. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And when you when you think of success, you think of infants because. Every infant that survives infancy has been successful. Very true. Very true. <laughs> you know, because like they've, they, they've had to communicate without words in, in some way when they're hungry, when they're unhappy, when they're sore, when they're sad. Yeah. Right. So these are things that are wired in. But we've been taught not to use them rather than being taught to use them. Right. So it makes it basically, when you get it right, it makes work, life, balance everything just easy right smooth calm fun it's, it's a game it's a game yeah you know, oh no it gets it gets exciting sometimes and the, the old heart pounds and you know just just to finish little story i was teaching a class uh, i used to teach hypnosis i don't anymore but i used to teach remedial hypnosis not therapy i'm not a therapist never have been and um and, I, and I, was teach, I was teaching in class and somebody started talking about panic attacks. And I said, right, okay, because we were talking about comfort zone. And I said, well, you know, you can get excited inside your comfort zone. Yeah. Yes, that's a good That's a good. It's when excitement point. turns into fear that you've gone too far. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But um, and we were talking about that and they started talking about panic attacks. I said, right, so what am I describing here? Um, or breaking out into a sweat, body temperature rising, muscles tensing, heart starts to pound more, um, the breathing becomes short and laboured, your muscles begin to begin to cramp and, and tense, and everybody put their hands up and said, panic attack, panic attack. I said, no, orgasm. <laughs> Oh dear, John. Physiologically, they're yeah. exactly the same. Yeah. Well, it's like an epileptic fit. It's almost an epileptic fit. It's a similar similar thing, except for you're not in control of it at all, right? Well, I'm glad nobody's ever took a photo of me. But anyway. I don't, I don't want to know, John. No, that's you just, don't want that that's face. Just one, no. one no. thing just too far. <laughs> But yeah, um, yeah, we're bringing the new book out, Subconscious Skills. They can find us at sub, subskillstraining.com. Okay. And if you can't remember that, then Jonathan Chase, look Jonathan Chase up anywhere. And apart from, um, uh, 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 what is it, um, a guitarist and a gay actor in America, um, you'll find me amongst the first few if if you do at jonathan chase on twitter at jonathan chase on linkedin you'll find me yeah um jonathan chase too on facebook you'll find me you know so well uh, i'm gonna drop i'm gonna drop um, yeah and and because this is a podcast and it hasn't come live it's on libsyn but it's not on itunes yet but we've just started with my lovely partner jane we've just started our own podcast and that's called when no one else is looking. Oh, very good. Because we talk about people when no one else is looking. That's, that's a very good idea. Well, John, it's been, it's been a joy. 
Thanks so much for listening. Please subscribe and wherever you prefer, share with your friends. And if you enjoyed the show, drop us a review on iTunes or wherever you listen. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.